Welcome to the Powers Report podcast. I'm your host, Janice Powers. The show brings you candid, unique, and data-driven perspectives on the healthcare industry. Each segment features a different topic in healthcare, covering policy, technology, advancements in pharmaceuticals, and changes to the healthcare delivery and payment systems. I believe that any solution that is going to positively impact the American healthcare system has to satisfy two major criteria, financial viability and behavioral incentive alignment. In other words, access to high quality care across our community of 330 million people can only be achieved if we can afford it and if we behave in ways that optimize our health. Only then will we be able to bring down costs and better engage patients so we can improve access to care. Please subscribe to our show on iTunes or on your preferred podcasting platform and connect with us on social media. Again, this is Janice Powers, and welcome to the Powers Report podcast. This is the inaugural show, the first ever edition of the Powers Report podcast. I wanted to kick off the show talking about the popular phrase, healthcare is a right. I want to talk about this because it's a politically charged statement. Healthcare is a highly politicized issue. Politics in America are divisive. I think this phrase, healthcare is a right, is making it harder for us to have constructive conversations about how to fix the healthcare system. Healthcare is not a right. And I will deconstruct that phrase to explain why. I'll also offer an alternative way to characterize healthcare that elevates some of the issues that we really need to be talking about if we want to make the system better. Healthcare is politicized because it's an issue that affects every single American. People have opinions about healthcare because we've all had to interact with the system. We've all got a story about how maybe our premiums, copays, and deductibles have gone up. We're all feeling the crunch from the increase in costs in the system. Maybe you've had a nightmare situation in the emergency room, and that story is usually accompanied by the shock over the bill you got after you got home. Maybe there's a drug that your insurance won't cover, so you or a loved one have to take something else, and that something else is less effective. Maybe it causes unpleasant side effects. We all know that the system is far from perfect. When asked an open-ended question about the problem with the healthcare system in America, the majority of Americans say either cost or access. And this is from Gallup, which is known for its public opinion polls. Gallup has asked Americans what they think the biggest problem is in healthcare for over 30 years. Cost and access have garnered about 45% of the responses each year over the past decade. Prior to that, the issues were a bit more diversified and included high response rates for things like cancer and even the flu. In many years during the 1990s, the key issue in healthcare was by far AIDS. But in 2018, 25% of Americans think cost is the biggest problem in healthcare, and 22% think it's access. In other words, healthcare is expensive and people can't get what they need. From a political perspective, the best way to address these concerns is to tell people that they're going to get everything they need and not talk about the cost. That is exactly what the phrase healthcare is a right implies. If something's a right, it's automatically conferred to everyone. So everyone gets healthcare. They get everything they need. Calling healthcare a right takes it to a different level. Healthcare is elevated. People become righteous about it because healthcare becomes this moral obligation that has somehow been bestowed on everyone. 
It's hard to talk about the cost of care when the conversation has turned philosophical. It's easier to keep healthcare in the clouds, obscured from the reality of its financial and operational complexities by calling it a right. So let's dissect this phrase. It's got two problems, defining healthcare and the misuse of the word right. The phrase healthcare is a right, like universal healthcare, is problematic because the term healthcare is undefined. Are we talking health insurance, health access, coverage? Is the same healthcare offered to everyone? Or do people get to pick what they want as long as they can pay for it? And how do you decide whether people can pay for it or not? Do we use income as a metric? Or do we use maybe total personal wealth, which would include the value of one's assets, including retirement savings and home ownership? And critically, which services specifically are we talking about? I think this is one of the hardest things to define. Are we talking about primary care, acute hospital stays, or does healthcare include everything, including the latest designer drugs, some of which can cost over $750,000 a pop? Until the users of the phrase, healthcare is a right, can specify what healthcare actually means, the phrase is just really an empty collection of words. Now, let's say we can come to agreement about what healthcare means. The problem then shifts to the second part of the sentence, which characterizes healthcare as a right. Going to Webster, the dictionary, here are the definitions for the word right, starting with the first definition, which is the most accepted version of the word. And I've edited this a little, but you can uh, find the link for the full definition of right. One, qualities such as adherence to duty or obedience to lawful authority that together constitute the ideal of moral propriety or merit moral approval. Two, something to which one has a just claim, such as the power or privilege to which one is justly entitled or the interest one has in a piece of property. Three, something that one may properly claim as due. And four, the cause of truth or justice. And then there are a bunch of other definitions related to political terms and such. So going with that third definition, a right is something that one may properly claim as due, you could argue that healthcare is a right. Yet the example given for this refers to something abstract. Knowing the truth is her right, not using hundreds of thousands of dollars of services is her right. Herein lies the reason why healthcare is not a right. Healthcare costs money. Rights are ideas, beliefs, laws, and rules that don't have an implementation cost attached to them. They're ostensibly free. Rights are the things we know so well from the famed documents of our founding fathers, like the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Thomas Jefferson didn't write, among these are life, liberty, health care, and the pursuit of happiness. The Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments to the Constitution, are a little more prescriptive when it comes to the rights. The amendments sound more law-ish, relating to whether people can assemble for free speech, bear arms, have a speedy trial, etc. There's nothing in there that guarantees citizens' health care or any of the other basic necessities that we need, which include food and housing. Just because we need health care and we need housing and food doesn't mean that we have a right to any of them. We acknowledge that our fellow citizens who are less fortunate than most need help. They need support in having the basic necessities so they can fulfill their duties as American citizens. That's why we have affordable housing and SNAP, 
i.e. food stamps, and Medicaid. Are these programs perfect? Of course not. But the point is that we, societally, have already acknowledged and provide help for the underserved. Why we now have to conflate things and call healthcare in a right just confuses the situation. We need to be finding common ground, not sloganeering. Now, despite these flaws with the phrase, healthcare is a right, it resonates with a lot of people. Regular citizens, prominent physicians, thought leaders, politicians, policymakers, a lot of them use the term. Now, while I think the phrase is wrong, there is some underlying sentiment that gets a lot of support and is worthy of consideration. My belief, and to those of you who believe that healthcare is a right, please correct me if I'm mischaracterizing this, but my belief is that the popularity of the term relates to the fact that the United States is the most prosperous nation in the world and our healthcare system is basically a global embarrassment. As noted in my book, Healthcare Meet the American Dream, the global community clamors for American innovation and ideas, but no one wants our healthcare system. With all our prodigious wealth, shouldn't things be better? Why is the life expectancy in America declining? Why are so many of us so chronically ill? Why are our health disparities so wide? Well, trying to get to the bottom of these problems has been a head scratcher for decades and is the reason for this podcast. I'm hesitant to label healthcare anything because, as I said earlier, until we get specificity on what healthcare means, we can't call it anything. But if I had to pick a word that should inform our relationship to healthcare, I would choose the word responsibility. We've heard the term with great wealth comes great responsibility. And I think that applies to healthcare. As a country, America has the highest economic output on the planet. We have a responsibility to do something with that wealth. And one of those things is to ensure that all Americans are provided with opportunity. Here's where a responsibility is different and more applicable than a right when it comes to healthcare. Saying healthcare is a right implies that citizens don't have to do anything to access healthcare. It's just provided because of the moral obligation attached to its classification as a right. Obviously, I don't agree with this. As citizens, we have a social contract with each other. We have responsibilities to behave in ways that improve the greater good. Being healthy should become a defining part of the American cultural psyche. It just isn't today. Consider the cornerstones of good health, eating right, exercising, getting enough sleep. Most Americans fail to meet the clinical guidelines for these important behavioral metrics. We as citizens are failing to behave responsibly when it comes to maintaining health. Our government is, for the most part, made up of elected officials who are supposed to represent us. They are responsible for administering programs that use our tax dollars and revenues efficiently and effectively. They're also responsible for regulating the private sector in a way that encourages ideas and businesses that benefit the American people. Yet as the decades have gone by, we have an increasingly complicated series of public and private interactions in healthcare that have driven up costs and created incredible complexity. Now, the government is not going to be able to work collaboratively until we as citizens do the same. We need to be open-minded to new ideas, and these new ideas need detail behind them. Grandiose phrase dropping may win elections, but it doesn't help solve problems. The good news is that improving personal responsibility for our health is within our grasp. We don't need the government to tell us to be more healthy. We should pursue the goal for our own benefit. We should encourage those around us to behave in the same way. Why wait for rights to be conferred upon us when we can act in our best interests and in the interests of our fellow Americans right now? That way, we can be as healthy as we can be. 
This is the Powers Report podcast. Please subscribe to our show and please follow me, Janice Powers, on social media. We will be featuring listener questions, comments, and suggestions on future podcasts. Please see our website at powersreportpodcast.com to submit questions and ideas on the contact page. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much for listening.